Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an ERPer. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an ERPer is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona ERP fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and see if she has what it takes to be an ERPer. Hi, you're listening to Why Not, a Winona ERP fangirl podcast, where it's two girls, one's an ERPer, and one's a new watcher. We figured, why not have a podcast about it? Um, I'm Anne, and you are? And I'm Casey. Casey. Hey, Casey, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. That sounds like we've never met each other. How, hey, Casey. Oh, who are you? Um, why don't you tell the listeners how we know each other? Well, we have a little bit of a history, you and I. We do? Scandalous. Yeah, if you don't remember. Um, we've known each other for, Anne and I have known each other for quite a few years now, actually. Probably about 15 or I was so. going to say, I think it, yeah. with my bad math, it's probably 15. Yeah, and um, we dated for a while. We even moved into um, together for a while. And then we broke up, but continued to be friends. We're both um, moms and... Um, now she lives on the other side of the country, but we're still, we're still, um, you know, buddies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd almost we'll have another, I'd almost say besties, but I'm on the West coast. You'll always be one of my besties. I probably so have nice. like three besties. Really? Yeah. Well, now that doesn't seem very nice. It was, I was, I felt really important for a second. And now I can't like, say you're my BFF. I don't think I have a BFF. I have like Never. different stages of besties and you're, you're a top shelf friend. You're top shelf. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. But yes, we used to um, both live in the Midwest, which is, you know, how it was convenient for us to actually live together and date each other. And I've since moved to California we both have kids, um, you know, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. But the biggest reason we're all here today, and hopefully uh, will be for other days in the future, is because I am an erper, and I have no shame about it. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone should. I don't know why you would have any shame about it. And I've been trying to get Casey to watch Winona Earp for a while now, and she's been hesitant, almost reluctant. Um, uh, that's true. Almost defiant, I would say. Probably, I'd put that word right out there. Yeah, just like really sassy about it. And um, I've somehow convinced her to to watch, and we're all going to go along for the ride while I. <laughs> Rewatch, and then she watches for the first time, and then we digest it together. Oh, I like that. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, that does. Okay. I like that a lot. Is there anything else you can think <gasps> of we need to get out of the way before we dive into it? No, I was really nervous to watch, right. <laughs> especially since you're like in the intro when we recorded that, like, what are we going to do podcast? What are we going to do in this podcast intro thing that um, we first put out? Yeah. And you were like, I didn't really like episode one. It didn't catch me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, crap. Really? I never okay, said I didn't really like gonna... episode number one. It, it didn't. You said it really didn't like trip your trigger. It wasn't like it wasn't my hard <laughs> sell. That's a that's a why no. Oh, oh, <laughs> see what you did. Oh, too too soon. You you didn't oh, earn that. Fine. You didn't okay. earn that yet. Um, I'll keep it around for next time. <laughs> okay. So uh, I was super nervous just posting those teasers. Like mm -hmm. more nervous than posting anything from our other podcasts in which 
like we tell personal things on that <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why this one made me so much more nervous, but here we are. And we're diving right into season one, episode one, Purgatory. Yeah, that's what it was called, Purgatory. Mm-hmm. Did you have a snack or a beverage while you were watching? I think I was eating di- dinner. Oh. It was pretty uneventful. I don't even remember what I was eating. Were you oh. eating something really amazing that? Um, I had a scoop of ice cream, okay. scoop of mint chocolate chip ice cream with some chocolate on it and a uh, grape crystal light. I think, I think <laughs> Winona would approve. I, probably. Yeah. Um, okay. So scene one and I am, I am tickled by the way. Okay. I let Casey break the scenes down for us and she texted them to me today and she said, okay, you take this scene. I'm going to take this scene. We're going to briefly summarize them. But the titles she gave the scenes, I kept in, and I think they're worth (laughs) noting because they cracked me up so bad. So scene one, in Casey's words, is bus slash peeing in woods slash scary guy. (laughs) I mean... I don't even know what else I need to say about that scene. It kind of I don't think anything. That was it. Yeah. So our opening scene is a bus scene, and we meet Winona, our main character, who is played by the amazing Melanie Scarfano. And um, we find her. She's on a bus traveling to Purgatory uh, for a funeral for her uncle Curtis. Now, talk to me about Winona. What were your initial thoughts? <sighs> Okay. Just in the scene. Don't get ahead of yourself. Oh, just in the scene? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought she seemed a little sassy. Okay. But, I mean, confident. Okay. And then the way she was talking to the Kirsten, Kirsten, I think her name was, um, you know, it was fine. I didn't really think much because, again, I was like, nah, I, I'm, don't, I'm keeping my mind open. Okay. Good, good thought. So, yeah. So, she strikes up a conversation with a girl on the bus who has made it clear that she has to go to the bathroom. So there's a point where the bus breaks down and uh, she decides she's going to head into the woods and uh, do a nature pee-pee, as we like to call it in this family. Um, She goes into the woods and Winona hears a noise that she says she has heard before and she looks really worried. And everyone else on the bus is like, yeah, whatever, we should probably just leave. No big deal. And Winona, it doesn't sit well with her. And she decides she's going to run out and check it out herself. And I think this is where we get our first glimpse of her bravery and sense of purpose. Because all the others are just willing to drive away and mind their own business. And she's like, no, this this isn't sitting well with me. And I think that's a, a good glimpse into, like, what she may be like as a character. Yeah. And then... So she gets off a bus. She's calling out for this girl she just met who, I mean, for all purposes, she could have just ditched her. She doesn't know this chick. And then, bam, we have our first unusual thing about purgatory. And it's, you know, there's scary noises. Something's going on. And um, now my memory is a little sketchy because at some point her phone lights up. With a text message. You're jumping ahead. Is it before she starts beating the bad guy? No, it's after. She beats up the bad guy and then her phone lights up? Yeah. I don't think so. 
because here's the thing I want to say about this. So she gets this this text message. Her phone lights okay, up. Okay, then if we don't know, then we're already sucking at this. Well, that's totally <laughs> fine. My memory is okay. going to be cloudy. But so her phone lights up with a text message from a Waverly Earp, and it says, happy birthday, XX. And then shortly after, like, oh, no, you're right, because she gets knocked down. So she's laying down when this weird thing happens. Her eyes get, like, crazy big. Like, the pupils in her eyes, it's not dilating. Dilating is when they go tiny. What's when they go big? Dilating. It is. Yeah, because, like, when you go to the eye Oh, place yeah, you have to wear those crazy oh, glasses. Yeah, okay. crazy glasses. Okay, mm-hmm. so her pupils dilate. And then she jumps up, and it's almost like she all of a sudden possesses some superhero abilities. Uh-huh. And she just kicks demon ass. And for me, I have never noticed that moment before. Like, I've watched this episode probably four times. And this is the first time I noticed, I mean, I know she kicks the demon's ass, but that, like, her eyes do that. It was almost like she just got, like, this jolt of energy or power that she was even unaware of that she had right the capability of doing whatever she did Mm -hmm. right so it's like did she just turn 27 and she got some superpower you're jumping ahead this is i'm just going off this text message because it's weird and i don't see it come up again do you know what i thought about the text message what did you think all i saw was service unavailable and i'm like how's she get a text message did it? Didn't have no How did you, service. Is your TV giant? I couldn't read that. <laughs> watching it on a big screen? Anyway. I was like, oh, is this is this supposed to be some sign? Like she gets signs from because I didn't can know get anything. Signals like, in the woods and nobody else with Verizon can get service. Dude, That's no, her that she got <laughs> she got texts from beyond. That's what I was thinking, because I didn't know anything. Else. Hi, what's like, your oh. superhero power? <laughs> I get amazing cell reception. <laughs> if you in the middle of anywhere, you could be in the middle. Of, oh, here's another um, thing I've changed about how we're doing the podcast. I've decided we can swear because oh, we can. I thought, what would Winona want? And she would want us to swear. W W W W W D. What would Winona do? She would swear. So we're we're gonna swear if we want to. If we want, okay. If we we can swear if we want to. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so she fights the demon. She slays. She kicks demon ass. And um, then we see her phoning it in anonymously as some sort of animal attack. And then she breaks her SIM card on her phone. Mm-hmm. And here we get some sort of idea that she perhaps doesn't trust the police. Okay. Can I, I'd like to offer a couple of thoughts on this part. Okay. Um, first of all, Kirsten, mm-hmm. why do you have to walk to the interior of Alaska to go pee? You could have just done it against the bus and nobody would have seen you. The back of the bus. It was dark. And, I'm sure there was a bush closer by. Absolutely. But we don't know. Maybe the demon snatched her right away. We don't know. And then the second thing was, as I'm watching it, I'm like, Anne didn't tell me this was a friggin' horror movie. Like, slasher. I was like, I don't this, think the it's whole time, horror. I'm covering my eyes. 
That was scary. It's not when scary. I, you, you explained it to me. You explained the podcast as a sci-fi Western. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't, what I love about the show and the scariness of it is, and this is no disrespect and no dig whatsoever, but I think that the, the supernatural elements of it are, are kind of campy. Mm-hmm. Like they could be really grody and scary, and I don't mm-hmm. think they are. And I'm a wuss. I won't even go in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> you did one. <laughs> that um. story for another time. Um, <laughs> but so I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It's well, I scary. oh. So then after she kicks the booty and she casually walks away, she's like on the cash walking down the road. I'm thinking, where's her luggage? Where is a bag? She doesn't even have a fanny pack. Does she have ID? Nothing. It doesn't, you know, whatever. She's like, what if I'm going to, um, you know, yeet right out of this situation in the forest. After Easy. She, sees she that just confronted a demon and you're worried about where she keeps her cash. <laughs> it, yeah. It could be in her I boot. Am. It could be in her bra. We don't know. She doesn't have a change of underwear. Move she was obviously trapped. <laughs> move is, on. If you okay, cannot fine. suspend your reality about this, well, we're going to have some I'm going to try. Okay. You are now on so, scene two, <laughs> Winona walks to funeral. Walking to funeral, it's called. So she casually walks up to this funeral, and um, obviously people aren't very happy to see her. They kind of all, like, kind of back away. And the funeral is in the middle of, it looks like, somebody's garden and i'm like what is happening here it's like a green funeral but that's where my mind goes and um he wanted to be buried with his tomatoes yeah now i know i didn't know that at that time so um this woman is giving a eulogy and she mentions how um she thought he could have been inbred because he wasn't good looking so um (laughs) i was like wow that's really nice to say that at a funeral um and so the funeral gets done and the people are in the home now and the, and Winona walks in and, and this woman that she's talking to is named Auntie Gus right. or Aunt Gus. And I realize now that that's, you know, Uncle Curtis's wife. So um, she, Winona kind of says like, you know, she asks about how he died and Auntie Gus says, um, well, she, he had a stroke. Let's leave it at that. He, he died. He had a stroke. And then Winona says, well, can I ask a question? Was he intact? And I was like, "What is it? Was he intact?" Did like, you think they meant circumcision? Yes. <laughs> like oh, that is the weirdest question for a niece to ask about her uncle. Why is this important like, right now? What does this have to do with anything? I thought it was a sci-fi western, and we now we're talking never about thought circumcision. That, but the way you paused and the look on your face, I knew you were going straight for circumcision. <laughs> and now I'm worried I was like, about that's you. the weirdest. So then, um, you know, Auntie Gus mentions that Winona was in Greece or something like that, which then leads me more to where's her luggage. But anyway, so um, I'm sure that comes into play later, like why she was in Greece, but who knows? I'm I don't sure know it's why. like season three, they get back to Probably. the It finally arrives. I don't know. Probably. And um, anyway, so Auntie Gus, Gus kind of gets like all defensive about why Winona is concerned about how Uncle Curtis died. And she mentions that Champ was with Uncle Curtis and he's an old 
rodeo clown, I guess. I don't remember that. And so the only thing that, the only person who knows what happened to Uncle Curtis was Champ. So then, um, you know, she, you can tell why Nona now wants to talk to Curtis and, I mean, sorry, talk to Champ and figure out what exactly happened when Uncle Curtis was dead to see if he was intact, right. I guess. Right, just to ask <laughs> about the circumcision. Um, right, because at this point when I'm watching, I'm like, you still don't know what intact means. You're still no. not ma- putting two and two together. Um, no. I can honestly say I never thought of circumcision. I don't know <laughs> if the intact part the first time around even like caught my ear. I just know that she wasn't willing to accept that it was a stroke. Right. Exactly. Um, she wasn't. But also, yeah, it really struck me that she's been gone for, I don't know. We, did, we don't know how long she's been gone at this point. At this point, no. And I'm thinking... I could be gone for like a month and go to some family shindig and people would be like, Oh my God, how are you? Yeah. So we get a real sense of like, she's not, she doesn't get a warm reception and she's not like people aren't really that happy to see her. And like, she's the black sheep of the family or something. And we don't really know why at this point. Yeah. And at that, when the, when Auntie Gus said, um, you know, weren't you in Greece or wherever? I was thinking, so she came back all the way from Greece for this funeral and people weren't even happy to see right? her. Right? And like, so mm-hmm. what? So she went to Greece. It's not against the law. Like, chill out. People travel. What's the big deal? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel bad for her. Like, I mean, she did the right thing and she clearly like loves her uncle and came to pay her respects. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just kind of like, oh, it's you again? Hmm, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so scene three, police in woods. Um, I'm sure (laughs) Emily would have written these scene titles herself if she had thought of it first, but Casey beat her to it. Uh, So here we meet Sheriff Randy Nedley, who's played by Greg Lawson, and he's investigating the the, um, animal attack with Agent Xavier Dahls, uh, who's played by Shamir Anderson. And, okay, so you like Agent Dahls. And uh, Nedley just passes it off as coyotes. Um, Dahls is like, yeah, you've had a lot of coyote problems, so I, I'm not really thinking it's coyotes. And um, Dahls finds Winona's necklace there. That's pretty much all I got about that scene. And takes it. As evidence. But the sheriff didn't, he questioned, like, where are you even from? What, what, what agency are you from? This and is the guy's a like, small town hmm. called Purgatory. He's like, eh, whatever, you want that necklace, take it. Take it. I mean, it might have all of the answers to what happened in this gory scene, but you take that. What is that, a key on there? It seems like it, there would be too much paperwork involved if there were an actual <laughs> crime involved. So he's like, yeah, you're right. I Eh. Got to go to shorties. Um, so yeah, yeah, takes it takes the evidence. Yeah. So then all of a sudden we're seeing Winona walking across. The I'm street, sorry. Is this again. scene four? Winona goes to bar slash upstairs guy slash sister. <laughs> I am reading every one yes. of your scene titles. <laughs> That's fine because on my version I changed them. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Welcome. Go on. So we see her walking across the street and going into a bar and, and immediately I'm thinking she walks everywhere. She must have thighs of steel and, <laughs> and like 
she's must be in shape. So um, she walks in and she knows the bartender. He kind of mentions that business hasn't been great and that there's another dead girl in town. And Winona breaks it to him that she was the one who got off the bus. And um, he kind of was like, well, did you tell the cops? And she's like, well, I called anonymously. You know, she kind of talked again about how she doesn't have a very good relationship with police or law enforcement in that area. And then all of a sudden, some dude walks up behind her and starts talking about her great, he said, her great, great grandpappy. And he is spouting off all of this knowledge about Wyatt Earp. And it's bizarre to me because Winona does not seem phased at all that this creepy ass guy who is really dirty and icky is just knows everything, literally everything, about her great-great-grandfather, Wyatt Earp. Well, it's a small town, and he's been written in history books. So, like, you could be a history buff buff (laughs) and know everything. Maybe I was being a little I feel like you were being a little nitpicky about the things you chose to pick apart. Really? No, I'm not picking them apart. I just found it interesting. Like, if somebody was talking to me like that, talking to me like that about somebody that I loved, I'd be like, what are you? No, you wouldn't. You are so Midwestern nice. You'd be like, oh, my gosh. Did you know my grandpa? (laughs) You did tell me everything. What was he like? Was he nice? Was he short? We should come over. We'll have coffee. Do you have any old pictures of him? I would love to see them. So nice try. That's exactly yeah. what. Anyway, so um, he kind of gets up in her face and says something about the curse. And he, she backs off and she's kind of like, what? And at that point, I had to have the closed captions on because I couldn't understand everything. Full disclosure, I only watch this show with closed captions because I feel mm-hmm. like I can really fine tune my watching this way. Yeah, it does help mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and then... Boom. Guess who walks up behind that dude? It's Champ, the rodeo clown. And <laughs> that's how he's described. I don't know. And she realizes, you know, like, oh, how convenient Champ is here. And I want to talk to him about what he knows about my Uncle Curtis. So she gets all flirty flirt with him and gets him upstairs to some what we thought was just his makeout room or something. I don't know. And um, as she's trying to, like, sweet talk him into telling her stuff he she pulls out a knife and suggests that you know champ kind of just tells everything and so finally he did and he said that that he heard screaming and screaming when this happened and he called the sheriff um she questions it a little bit further and um he says that when they came back his head had been torn off there was cattle mutilations and lights in the hill so at that point i'm like Oh, oh intact. <laughs> His body was torn His apart. Head. <laughs> Which still head. I mean, it other head. Whatever. Other part, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he goes, he died on your land, Winona. And they called it the homestead. So Winona is like, man, you're coming back with me to that homestead and um he's like oh no i'm not i'm not going back there and she's like oh yeah you are no one is gonna you're gonna come with me and no one else is gonna save you and then boom the door gets kicked in and there's a um a person with a sawed off shotgun who's like shooting right at winona as she like rolls off the bed so thankfully she wasn't a good shot because she put that shot through the wall and um 
turns out to be bum, 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 Winona's sister named Waverly. Waverly! So Waverly is, uh, you know, at first glance, she appears meek, right? She appears like this tiny little thing, but mm-hmm. yet she has this badassery about her, the way she just confidently wields the shotgun and is mm-hmm. more than ready to put a bullet into someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so Waverly is played by the amazing and sweet Dominique Provo Chocley. Um, fun fact, she's British in real life. Really? Yeah, once you hear her angelic voice in real life, oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. That's amazing. Um, and then we see some of my favorite stuff, which is just like, the one-liners and the quick wit of Winona where she throws up her hands and she says, worst birthday ever. Yeah. And that's when Waverly's like, Winona? Winona? Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I love that part where she just kicks in the door and puts a blast through the wall. So. Oh, and we should say because Champ and Winona or Champ and Waverly are dating. That's why she's all crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She thought there was uh Hinky pinky going on. But. I was going to say hoochie coochie. So scene five, scary biker guys at house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then we cut to a porch scene with three bad guys um, talking about curses. And here we get a better idea that not all the residents in purgatory seem okay. They, they seem a little off. A little. A little, little off. Um, that's really all I got to say about that part. What? Yeah. Are you serious? That was your whole takeaway from that part? Yeah. What'd you got? Dude pulled the other dude's tongue out of his mouth. Yeah. They're a little off. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we can guess at this point that, I mean, we don't know about demons and stuff yet. We just know, like. Right. I was like, what is happening here? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And why did he just You mean you've never pulled your friend's tongue out? (laughs) Not to the point of, you know, you know, it being unintact. (laughs) Stop with (laughs) the intact. or whatever. (laughs) So anyways, so yeah, I thought that was, I was like, okay, what is happening? Because... The one guy knew that the other guy was at the bar and whispered something to Winona about the curse. And I'm like, how does that dude know that? Like, right. what are they so we're hearing about curses. Everywhere? We're hearing about mm-hmm. like bodies ripped apart. We're seeing a lot of gory violence amongst each other. Yeah. I'm like, these people aren't normal. There's something about them. Maybe no. they're zombies. But That's we've all been in small towns in the Midwest. <laughs> so you shouldn't be too surprised that some people are different. Okay. Um, so, scene six. I just have sisters, sisters on streets. <laughs> so, which is also the name of our band. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So, Anoda and Waverly share a hug in the street, and um, that's when we find out that they're finally reuniting after three years of not seeing each other, and. Um, it's clear that Winona had no intention to come back to purgatory, but then she says the only reason she came back was because she got an email from uncle Curtis that said they have caught up with me. 
so Waverly also agrees that um, Unk did not die by a stroke, that there was something else, and that it is quote-unquote starting again, and that they need the gun. So they're dropping all these hints. And I'm like, huh? Right. So um, Winona tried to nope right out of there. And she was like, Asta, I'm not going to have anything to do with this. I'm going to be on the, the bus. I'm not doing it, anything together. But Waverly's like, we can fight this curse together. Mm-hmm. And Winona's like, all like, there is no curse. And then, boom, she is turned around and she has a knife up against cop's neck which is hot. And um, I mean, not that he should, but I mean, just that she was so right. on it, whatever. <laughs> you got a little flustered because uh, of agent dolls. No, honestly, mm-hmm. no. God. <laughs> and then he um, mentions that. Um, what does he say? He, he wants to talk to her about what happened in the woods and she plays all stupid and um, all of a sudden he jangles the necklace he stole out of the DNA and fingerprints. Exactly. And somehow he knows, oh, this belongs to you, Winona, which, you know, whatever. But, um, and that he wants to, he needs to talk to her about some stuff. Right. I love that Winona's just like, nope, this is, nope, this is too crazy. Forget it. Nope, nope, nope. And mm-hmm. Waverly's just like all up in the Kool-Aid. She's mm-hmm. like, can't get enough is, yeah, we can do this. Let's do this. I, mm-hmm. she's just like this, she's like this little chihuahua yapping at the heels of the big dog. Like, come on, come on, come on. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. She's just so overexcited. I mean, look where she lives. Anything would bring right? excitement. Right? She's like, finally, some excitement. Something. Um, so it takes us to scene seven, cop and coffee. <laughs> so, so Agent Dolls um, shows up, like Casey said, with the knife, and then they continue a conversation at Aunt Gus's house, and he's questioning her about the bus incident, um, and at some point during this conversation, she realizes that today is the day she's 27, and she looks a little like worried about that um we get more references to her criminal record that it's it's pretty lengthy um and that some things were supposed to be sealed because she was a juvenile and um the herb history comes up again and we get a better sense that uh agent dolls investigates unusual incidents and um dolls leaves and um Gus, uh, yeah, he leaves Gus's and then Waverly comes down and they talk more about Winona turning 27. So like something about turning 27 is Mm -hmm. a big deal. Um, And then this is when we meet the next iconic character in the show that I don't think gets talked about enough. And it's the blue Ford truck. (laughs) I'm in I love like, with the something? blue. <laughs> Are you? I love that truck. And I think okay. this truck could tell some amazing stories. And <laughs> if it could just talk, I I want to know the truck's backstory. I want to know everything about the truck. And I think Emily should write stories uh, from the truck's point of view. Okay. I just, I want a children's book about the truck. I want... <laughs> I want all the backstory. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you on that. You get that. That's you weird. But take us to the homestead. <laughs> Wait, I need to. Talk, I need to say something about this. Okay. So the police officer mentions like, "Oh, are you drunk?" And that's not the first time that somebody had said something about her drinking. So I'm like, okay, does she have a drinking problem? We're not seeing her drinking. Why would he say? Yeah, she has a coffee cup. She has a teacup filled with whiskey. And then she says something like, I either need to, is that her? No. But no, she talks (laughs) about like, she should, she should have more. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was coffee. No, she's got like a teacup (laughs) that she poured whiskey or bourbon in. Okay. And then I was, I, that's, this is also when I caught on about her birthday. I'm like, everybody knows it's her birthday. Like everybody knows it's her birthday. I can't even remember. It's my birthday half the time. Right. How does the whole to- town know that it's her birthday and that she's turning 27? It's bizarre. So obviously there's something to be said something, about that. Yes. So anyway, so then Winona goes to the homestead. Is that what you have? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so um, in the middle of this beautiful land and, and really gorgeous scenery, there's this really old dilapidated house with like a bunch of crap in the yard, which would be my, my biggest fantasy is to run across something like this and just go through it. Right. Okay. Anyway, that's just me. So she goes in the inside of the house and it's a mess and um, everything was broken and covered with dust and everything. And then all of a sudden, she starts having these flashbacks and the first flashback is of this dude who's holding a gun and he says um they say why it took down 77 outlaws with this gun and the girl that's in the flashback says all those outlaws um are resurrecting as revenants coming for us and the guy says they won't rest until they gain freedom from their earthly prison will is the next erp heir destined to inherit Wyatt's abilities. So I was like, who? Willa. I have no, I had no idea. Willa. Um, so I thought that was the mom because we haven't seen a mom yet. Okay. Um, and, you know, they mentioned that it's kind of Willa's job. And then all of a sudden you see these like scary monster guys attacking the house and they drag Oh, the dad says they must have gotten around the bedrock, Mm -hmm. which, again, I have no idea what that means. But um, I thought that was interesting. And all of a sudden, like, some of the scary dudes pull a girl through the window, and she's gone, daddy, gone. And, um, yeah, and then she was, she was gone and then all of a sudden like that flashback ended and Winona's back in present day and she sees a police badge on the table which I, I'm not sure but then also like a freshly written note that says welcome back Winona right um, and then they cut to some dude under a bridge talking on a flip phone and he has an eye patch and he's, he says good news she took the bait she will fetch it for us right um so couple couple things i want to point out about watching mm-hmm. that scene um like it's worth re-watching the flashbacks a couple times because it's okay that's the thing about the show and re-watching things is that there's so much action going on that during some of the action scenes you miss some of the dialogue 
or oh, what I miss. You didn't, but I'm just saying like in general with the show. Okay. So you'll either miss dialogue or you'll miss like a super funny line that just kind of sailed by so fast and so seamlessly because okay. you were busy watching action. Um, okay. But with the homestead, it's like you can see that it's it's run down and it's it's clearly seen some shit. Like, mm-hmm. but you can also yeah, see it the has, police tape up yeah, and stuff. It, but it mm-hmm. has this, this evidence of a past life and love and you can see things like hung on the wall with care and you can just, you can see that like something horrible happened there. But before mm-hmm. that it was, you know, someone's home. A it house. wasn't like they just yeah, like trashed mm-hmm. it. Um, right. And then also um, in that scene, which you wouldn't necessarily know unless you looked at the credits in the end, mm-hmm. but the children in the flashbacks are Willa at age 12, mm. Winona at age 10, and Waverly at seven. Okay. So that puts their ages into perspective and then like a timeline of how old they were when that happened. And so that was Willa that went through the yes. window. Okay. Yes. Um, so that's all I had to add to that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So then we cut to Auntie Gus's house and, um, we see the truck, which is now apparently Anne's new BFF. Um, and Winona's, um, like loading some of the stuff. I don't know what she was loading, but she was loading some stuff in the truck and, um, and, and Gus comes up and was like, Oh yeah, that's mine. Hey, don't take that. Cause you've already taken all my whiskey. So again, referencing the drinking. Right. Um, and uh, she said, that's not cool. And, and uncle Curtis was always kind of soft on her. And um, Winona goes into this part about like how, Curtis was a good guy and he didn't deserve someone to tear his head off. And Gus is in like some sort of denial about that. I don't, uh, I don't know why I don't get why, but she then um, says to Nona, which I thought was really cruel and mean. She says something about you have that wild look in your eyes, paranoid, manic. Um, perhaps you've gone off, off your meds. meds. I was like, low blow, Gus. I mean, my God. I I love the Gus character. Like, I love the aesthetic of her. I love her hardness. I love that she's like this, you know, this tough country lady. I was so pissed at her in that scene because I'm like, first of all, let's not shame people who might possibly have some kind of <laughs> mental illness. First of all, Gus, have some heart and soul for crying out loud. And no, then like right. as women, it's like, um, no, let's not bash another woman who's going through some shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gus, exactly. come on. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty heartless, dude. Yeah. But um so she makes some sort of comment about how Winona is broken. And then she just kind of hands her a fat envelope full of cash and was like, um, why don't you see your way out? Yeah. Don't let the good Lord Get out of hit dodge. you. Whatever. Right. Or the good Lord split you. Don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I love you, Winona, but you're as broken as they come. Yeah. Yeah. Right oh. in the feelers. Right. right. I mean... Come on. 
yeah, that was pretty hard. Yeah. So, I mean, that obviously was, and then, and then I was like, oh, that's somehow making reference to, I don't know if like she, that's why she was shunned and people, that's why people are kind of backing off on her at the funeral. Right. Like this crazy broad with all the criminal records and like, she's just a hot mess basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Very misunderstood, you know? Obviously. Well, then I'm like, okay, is this all going to be a freaking dream? Like crazy, like a manic episode and this isn't all happening. Great. I'm sure that I'm sure the mental health clinic is great in purgatory. <laughs> As uh, is the healthcare. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. So that takes us to scene ten. Uh, crawls out of well slash cop slash shoot sign slash hands on well is the title of this scene. And scene. And scene. Um, so yeah. So Winona drives out to get um, the gun. And then it turns out she threw in a well when she was 12 and we see dolls again as she's coming out of the well. And she's like, what are you doing? Stalking me. Um, you said sees dolls again. I thought you meant like she flashed back to oh, like she's dolls. just seeing creepy porcelain dolls. No, that's weird. Um, and he wants her to join his squad and he, he threatens to recruit Waverly and mm-hmm. This is the second time we see Waverly being used as this bargaining chip to get Winona to yeah, do right. um, something that he wants her to do. And that's you see right. her immediately like flash into mama bear mode and she's like, fucking leave Waverly out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting to get a sense of like, even though she's been gone for three years, that she's fiercely protective of mm-hmm. Waverly. Uh, we get a flashback and we meet Peacemaker the Gun, another main character. And in this flashback, we see that Winona accidentally kills her dad. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Winona. Yeah. So the bad, I mean, I did it later, but yeah. at that point I was like. So the bad guys take Willa and Winona accidentally kills her dad. And then we see a person crawling out of a well, no face, just hands with a ring. And we don't know who that is. Are you kidding me right now? Well, not yet. That's what you took away from that whole scene? Yeah. I need to detail the... um I need to detail the titles better because you should have said something. I should have said changing of shirt <laughs> question mark oh my god the things you think where of. would she have gotten a blue shirt and also that bra is adorable oh my god you're so silly i can't believe you like looking at her outfit first of all if we're gonna start shirt? talking about outfits <laughs> they are scantily clad in this whole thing and it's like cold there <laughs> Is it? Well, that should be something we're talking about then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang on, blue. Where'd you get that blue tank top, girl? Know. And I, also, how is your bra okay. so stiff Here's and the thing. Let's not get stuck in the fact that she doesn't have luggage Fine. because there was a, this is the, the pilot episode. So there's a lot to unpack. They had to get a lot of backstory. They had to get these flashbacks in there. We don't have time to see her oh, trolley off the Greyhound. 
She chases the Greyhound down as, like, <laughs> as they roll bag. away. Wait! I need my underwear and my blue tank top. Oh, my top. gosh. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Sister in the apartment, hyphen sheriff. Um, so Winona um, actually meets, I think it, I couldn't figure out his name. It was Nedley? Sheriff yeah. Nedley? Sheriff okay. Nedley. And it was a really uncomfortable and awkward conversation, which I just want to kind of skip over because it was like icky about something about grabbing her hindquarters. And I'm like, what? Anyway, so then you see um, Winona knocking on her sister's apartment and it's a super cute studio above the bar. You didn't get to see how cute it was in that first scene. Right. And she's calling Waverly's name a bunch of times as if there's like someplace to hide in this <laughs> four by four apartment. She I'm like, in the bathroom is not there. Is there even a bathroom in there? She's not there. Is she hiding under the seat? I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> so Winona's standing there for a second and then she all of a sudden pulls back this curtain and it like uncovers this huge wall of family history it's and almost like a murder wall girl that's what i have written right i was like what is this off a of csi oh. are those red are those red yarns get the murder like, board. from victim to victim love it and um all of a sudden waverly comes in and she like states that she's like ready to get the band back together she and get the bad guys like she's ready to roll and um she says that she's been doing studying it's obvious and winona thinks that she's batshit and that she's like supposed to be the good kid and waver or i mean waverly's supposed to be the good kid and winona's like the black sheep of the family so like step back waverly and um all of a sudden waverly sees that winona has this gun in her boot a big old pistol do we know it's called the Peacemaker yet? I'm not sure. But anyway, it's the Peacemaker. Did I just skip ahead too far? No, I don't. Rem- I just okay. don't remember. I just know it's Peacemaker, so it's hard to unknow that it's Peacemaker. Um, okay. So, yeah, I don't remember. And I don't have that written in my notes, and I was writing these notes as it was happening. So I'm like, You're not spoiler whatever. alerting me. I have seen it all. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so she sees that she has the gun in her boot, and um, which I think is very unsafe. But um, Waverly, want- <laughs> Waverly says she wants to go shoot the enemies, and Wyanona's like, um, the only thing that this gun has ever shot was her dad and she did it, which I was like, whoa, okay. And um, Winona wants Waverly to hit the road with her. And um, she says something to the effect of, I'm going to be on a 6 a.m. bus with or without you. And then Waverly says to Winona, I have a lot of words for uh, to describe you. And one of them is coward. Boom. I was like, whoa. People are really harsh in this town. Yeah. The so girl's that got a mind there. of her own and she's not afraid to use it. That's what mm-hmm. I love about her character. She just looks like this meek little thing. And then she yes. opens her mouth and she's like, mm-hmm. mm, oh, no, you didn't. Um, right. And meek then her thing with the cutest haircut, hairdos. And then the part where she says, oh, yeah, run. You always do. <gasps> That's right. Why don't I have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said that. Yeah. She's like, clearly yeah. a little hurt that her sister's been gone all this time yeah and she's people have some big feelings about winona there's a lot of baggage to unpack for someone who doesn't have any luggage 
Wow, that was a good one. Okay. Scene 12, also known as Hat Guy in Bar. (laughs) Back in Shorty's, uh, Winona's doing what she does best, which is drinking. And we meet a strange old tiny (laughs) Western man who is played by Tim Razan. And he knows a lot about Wyatt Earp. And we eventually can see that it's the man from the well by the ring on his finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they zoomed in on the ring on the well, and then his hand is on the bar. That's right. And you see the ring again. Okay, yeah. And they have this flirtatious back and forth, yada, yada, yada. She just assumes, (laughs) like, I don't know, you're some creeper. Apparently, this bar is known for... His, history buffs who like to come and drink where Wyatt Earp drank. So she just assumes he's like some weirdo who knows a lot about Wyatt Earp. I find that interesting that you call it a flirty back and forth. Like, is that how you flirt? You know how I flirt because we dated. Um, but yeah, they're like, you can see like this, just like something unspoken happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is your interpretation? That he's a creeper who knows again way too much. Way too much about Wyatt Earp, who's talking in the strangest voice. And why does she have what I do declare? Yeah. <laughs> like when I just I can't remember anything he said, damn it. Um but she again is not weirded out at all about how much this dude knows about her green great grandpappy i'm like it's a different town like this is a small town they're all gonna be weird and everyone's gonna know everyone's (laughs) stuff because it's a small town like no i can't if i went to la and went to some bar (laughs) and some (laughs) creepy western guys started talking to me like that i'd be like what are you some kind of freaking witch like how security see this man out the door (laughs) but this is like we don't even know how many people are in this town seven i mean there isn't anybody (laughs) there's the four people on the the sign that she attempted to shoot seven more people (laughs) (laughs) all the people from the funeral left they're like see you we're not gonna hang around this joint they probably don't even have a starbucks okay so they definitely don't have a starbucks they don't even have a cafe Oh, God. And also, can we talk about how she just has this gun on the on the bar, like, four feet from her? No wonder dude snatched it. And then she, like, didn't see Where do you suggest she keep her gun? She had it in her boot. So she's, obviously, it was fine there for her. Maybe it got sweaty in there. (laughs) I don't know, but I thought that was bizarre that all of a sudden, like, the gun is, like, seven feet away from her. And I'm like, what is the gun doing down there? Is there no sense of, like, bubble in this town? Like, get away from my stuff. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Okay. Oh, me. (laughs) No, that's my turn. Oh, yeah. No, it's your turn. Oh, yeah. Scene 13, aunt on floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, 
little Winona just pops into Auntie Gus's house and um, it's very clear that somebody has broken into the house and Auntie Gus is on the floor taking what we thought was her last breaths and mentions like she's going uh, oh by the by um dude said that he wants to meet you at high noon tomorrow uh, and then knocks out so um all of a, all of a sudden she's out you know out for the count and winona looks and it says and bring the gun written in blood is high noon just noon I know. What? Why do you have to say hi? What does that mean? We should have Googled that. It means the sun is the highest. At noon? Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've yes, heard it before, noon. but like what? I guess it's and an old timey thing to say. The sun I guess. is like this. It's in the sky at the highest point. It's noon. It's high noon. Also, Always every day at, at noon? Is it? Doesn't it change? So then, anyway, everybody's like old westerny people. They say high noon, like there's going to be a gun shootout. Boop, 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 it's boop. like the modern day <laughs> version. It's the old time version of meet me at the bike racks after school. I'm going to kick your ass. No. What are you? Are you <laughs> okay yes it is yeah that's that's what it is like Alrighty. A- so then anyway she loses consciousness and <laughs> <laughs> scene okay so they've taken waverly uh scene 14 motor slack motor slackle motorcycle slash fight at homestead okay <laughs> i have she <laughs> what I have. What? slap the cop Slap the cop. cop. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. Okay. So she gets a motorcycle from Shorty. She says something like, I need one of your fastest stallions or something. And what's great is that she whips around a corner and on a Harley. Like that's her stallion. Mm-hmm. And then my notes just say motorcycle in all caps. And then it says, hot. Um, and then uh, we cut to Waverly hanging from a noose at the homestead. Winona says, hang in there. Um, and it's just, right, it's lines like that, like in the middle of all this chaos and stress and panic. She's like, hang in there. Um, and this horrific situation. And she just drops a line like that. That's what cracks mm-hmm. me up. Um, this is where we find out that when the Earp heir turns 27, all of those killed by the last heir resurrect and they all end up in purgatory. So no matter where he killed them, they're all coming back to life with or without <gasps> their luggage. We don't know. And they're showing up in purgatory. That's really? Yeah. Well, no matter where they kill them? No I matter where he killed them. There. Nope. They're all coming to purgatory where the party's at and uh so then there's this bit you know there's all these threats being yelled back and forth like oh you can only kill one of us at a time and she blows up the harley with this remote such a beautiful bike it's like brand new blows it up peacemaker goes flying 
Waverly uh-huh. falls off the stool and is hanging there. Winona comes, says, take a deep breath, puts her back on. She kicks some bad guys' asses, and then she flips around. She grabs Peacemaker and says, I'm going to put you in the ground like it's my job because I'm starting to think it is. And her <gasps> badassery comes out. Um, she's like met with this crazy situation, right? Where mm-hmm. her sister's hanging there. She's got these bad guys. She, her uncle's just died. All of this shit's just going down around her. And mm-hmm. everyone thinks she's this crazy Looney Tune, right? But the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is, it's all real. All these demons and these curses mm-hmm. and stuff are there. Mm-hmm. And she gets to this point where it's like, you think I'm crazy? You want to see how crazy I am? Nobody mm-hmm. shoots my family but me. And then she shoots, and it looks like she's going to shoot Waverly. But it hits the pulley, ricochets to the windmill, goes through the Revenant's gun, and then she shoots him. Her gun lights up. She shoots him, and he disintegrates. That's pretty awesome. It was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was interesting, too, because the gun all of a sudden shot correctly. And when she shot at the sign, remember? Yeah, it was like she all- was like this <laughs> shitty piece of gun. Like, she couldn't mm-hmm. shoot anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, like, came to life in her hand. Mm-hmm. And that's where I realized, like, oh, these are the reverend. Revenants. No. Revenant. Really? It's not a rev reverend. Yeah, that's right. It's not a reverend. No, it's a revenant. Revenant. <laughs> I have to take. It's a learning curve. It's okay. <laughs> revenant. I'm an idiot. Okay, that takes you to sisters, <laughs> sisters on a porch on with porch. a badge. <laughs> sisters on porch and badge. So, <laughs> so um, we learned that um, Auntie Gus didn't die. She's actually recovered and she's coming home. And the sisters kind of chat about like the curse and, um, you know, why not? It's going to be sticking around a bit. And all of a sudden that mystery cop shows up again. And um, he like, talks to Winona about all these charges that she could face and Winona's like, you can't do that. That's blackmail. And he's like, well then join my team. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you can't do that. That's blackmail. Whatever. So, um, she calls him doll and then he gets real close to her face. And I'm like, they're totally going to make out, but nope. He walks away and um, he invites her to be part of his team and then welcomes her to the black badge division. Right. So I think that's something. Sounds pretty badass to me. Is it real? Or is he just one guy saying that he's... I don't need to know. Don't tell me. He just went to Goodwill and got this badge and was like, tell those girls from division. I thought maybe he's an alien. Is he an alien? I can't tell tell you anything. That's what's so crazy about this. Okay. So now we're at scene 16. Hat guy (laughs) outside told to stay with his own kind is the title you've given this. Um, And see... Fancy. So here we see uh, Mystery Western Man again. He's kind of in 
I don't know, looks like a trailer park or something. There's a yeah. bonfire, a uh, yes. bunch of shady characters, and um, they have some conversation. And here's the part where, okay, so so at the beginning of the fight scene where she puts down the revenant with, where Waverly's hanging, right? Uh-huh. All of a sudden, there's a shot that comes out of nowhere, right? Yes. Uh-huh. But then Agent Dolls is there really fast in his car. Yeah. We're led to believe that he did that shot, right? Yeah. Because she's like, thanks for bringing back up, but he's alone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did this mystery man shoot Carl? Or I was it know. Dolls? Because there's something in that exchange because, oh, he said, one of the guys says, you know, there's a rumor out there that you shot Carl. Yeah. So was this mystery Western guy there? Like to this day, I don't even, like, I'm just now unpacking that. I didn't notice that the first time or the third time around. Oh, really? Well, so and was, then I was he like, what there is he? or was it just dolls alone? And what did he mean by, don't tell me, but I'm just saying, like, what did he mean by stay with your you own kind? Stay with your own kind. And then he's like, I'm the last one of my own kind or something yeah, like that. He's like, just something very that mysterious. We don't know. That's all we know about him. We know nothing. Right. They've never said his name. We don't know who he is. And then he calls Winona a disgrace to the ERP name, which is oh. just like more like, Let's beat a girl when she's down. Like, come on. She, we should give her some pasta. I think she needs like herself. a cookie or something. Like she needs some, I don't know how Somebody she gets up nice every morning her. when people are so <laughs> mean to her. I would just stay in bed with a pint of ice cream. Mm, yeah, that sounds good. So that takes us to the end of season one, episode one. What did you think? I really liked it. It's good. And yeah. And I was watching with Tracy and I'm like, we have to stop. We can't go to, we can't go to episode two. And she's like, why? And I'm like, cause that's the rule. Like we're not allowed to go to episode two. (laughs) Did she she watch it without you? Mm -mm. Okay. No. And, um, she's like why is it because we're going episode by episode that's why and she goes well i can't so when is the next time we can watch i said next week she goes this is not gonna happen this is not gonna work (laughs) it is a very binge worthy show and i think so i know i watched I don't remember exactly when, but when I first watched it and I binged through it and then I'm sure I got myself caught up until season three because there was such a big break in between season three and season four. Mm -hmm. And then season four came back during COVID. Mm -hmm. So I went back and like COVID binged on the the first three seasons to get Mm -hmm. ready to watch season four Mm. And that's, I mean, COVID is when my full-blown erperdom kicked in. Like that's, COVID made me an erper for sure. I mean, I'm, I was an erper, but not the way I am now. Now you're like, yeah, erp, capital, capital, e, capital e, probably all caps erper. 
Oh, so, but so okay. I'm so happy you like it. But then here's, here's the situation we have now <sighs> is that I can't unleash you into the Twitter verse. No, I can't go where it is. For one hot second. I was going to look up another podcast about why, about, oh my God, <laughs> about why Nona Herb and I was like, I can't even, I can't even look at the time. I'm afraid to look at anything. I don't want to talk about it. I don't, nothing. You can't because there's so much stuff out there and like Twitter, Twitter versus where it's at. Like that's where everyone's talking. Everyone's meeting. Everyone's like, you know, interacts with the cast, that kind of thing. Um, But there's so many spoilers. Yeah. I'm not going to go. Um, Can I tell you something, actually? I need to confess something. You looked something up. (laughs) I know you did. What? Oh, my God, I didn't. I'm in this to win this. I don't want to ruin it. I am. If you open this package before Christmas. No, I'm not going to. Okay. What were you going to confess? I was going to say, no, I'm not even. I told one person that we're even doing this podcast because I don't want. I don't want anybody to say, like. Oh, did you? Right, right, right. What did you think about this episode or whatever? Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have to figure out a way to communicate that because I obviously I'm going to tell people that we're doing this podcast, but I'm like, you have to walk around with like earplugs in. Right. It's like somebody who um, taped the Super Bowl and they want to watch it the next day. Right. But now also, I don't know when season four is going to be out, but we have to get you caught up before season four B comes out, which could be. I, I don't know, but so we might have to start doing two shows a week. That'll make the recaps real short. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, not, I mean, we could probably, this was our first time, so I'm sure we could condense like bam, yeah. bam, bam. And yeah. there are things that were, I mean, I think the purpose of the podcast isn't necessarily to recap the episodes for other people because the majority of people coming here are probably people who have already seen it. Um, so I apologize if you were, you're coming here for our historical recaps of the episodes. <laughs> Welcome if you are, um, more so I just want to have fun talking about the show with you yeah. and okay, however it gets across. So that's yeah, fine. That's cool. That's cool. So, I mean, I don't think I'm going to necessarily call you an erper at this point. No, but I, you are well on your way. I'm enjoying. You weren't turned off by Mm-mm. the lack of luggage or <laughs> circumcision talk. Um, I, I know you wanted to be more circumcision talk in your shows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll make another podcast about <laughs> circumcision. Intact. Oh my gosh. <laughs> as soon as I, I saw your face, I, <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with that. I can't tell you though that how much the lack of baggage has affected me. Like I thought about that for far too long last night. (laughs) This is going to be fun and interesting because there are things later on that are going to happen with wardrobe and things that you're going to be so blown out about that barely anyone ever even talks about. (laughs) But you're going to be the one to talk about it. Okay. You're going to be like, girl. It's like when I watch shows and I'm like, why does she have heels on right now? Yeah. And it's not, exactly. it's not that bad because it's a very female driven um, show. 
Uh-huh. But like when I watch like spy shows and murder shows and I'm like, why would you run in wedges? Like, why would you wear, <laughs> why wouldn't you just wear like a sturdy pair of Doc Martens? Like why? Right. Exactly. Why you're a woman doesn't mean you can't just wear Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. You're going to change the other thing I said. What? Um, that Waverly is such a cutie patoot and she has the cutest skirts and the cutest clothes. And I'm like, where does she get those? There's no mall or anything. She'd have to have ordered them off of Amazon. That's where my mind goes through watching these things. (laughs) Well, maybe she lives in, you know, maybe purgatory is, I mean, clearly it's a small town, but maybe just like 15 minutes away is a mega mall. Like we don't know. You know how it is in the Midwest. Like, you could be just there could be a fleet farm just down the street, and they could have that carries really cute skirts, Carhartt, and really cute skirts. Maybe she makes maybe she own. makes them out. Maybe she mm-hmm. girl. She can sew and yield a shotgun. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know that she's going to have time to be shopping with no, revenants in town. That revenants revenants okay so you're down to watch some more and chat about some more oh yeah all right you've been listening to why not a winona erp fangirl podcast until next time see you later gator bye thanks for listening to why not a winona erp fangirl podcast you can email us with any questions or comments at whynotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at whynotp or whynot underscore podcast. And you Europers know we spell whynot, W-Y-N-A-U-G-H-T. 